Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. In this podcast, every single week, we try to take a big, giant topic and break it down into bite-sized chunks, bring you a little bit of what we've read, bring you a little bit of our lived experience, and just try to share with folks a different way of thinking about things. So this week's topic is all about keeping up with the Joneses and that notion we have in our minds that we have to keep up with the Instagram person or our best friend or our brother or sister or whatever, and the number that that can do on us from a psychological perspective. So Rod, what would you add into the mix as we get the conversation started? Uh, I'm going to say only that I have about a thousand different personal stories to relate to just this topic. (laughs) So no shortage of content. I'll be keeping an eye on the clock to make sure we don't go too far. (laughs) Seems, my friend. Seems. Yes. 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 So I think the... um, This is one of the... It's human nature that we're always evaluating ourselves against others. There's many expressions that we have in our society like the, you know the the grass is always greener on the other side can be used to think there's greater opportunities elsewhere but it's also the comparison i look over right. to my neighbor and oh they look like they've got a great setup over there mm-hmm. jeez what should i do and so it's a really interesting topic to discuss in terms of you know the theme which we like to relate this to change and making change in life and and so one question is, Is are there times that you make, you or the listeners as the you, is, do you make changes in your life, but it's in reaction to this keeping up with the Joneses versus right. a change that you wanted to do because you thought it was the right thing to do for you as a person? Right, it gets right, mixed right, right. Up. And I, again, I think I have a thousand examples of that. Rod, do you have an example you can share where... I mean, I have done that so many times in my life where I've I've done something because I see someone else doing it and I think, oh, well, then that's what success is or then that's what happiness is. Um, and then when I try it on for size, it does nothing but make me miserable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it doesn't fit, right? Like it just, yeah. it just, it's like trying on a pair of pants that don't fit, that you just instantly feel uncomfortable, whether they're too big or too small. And uh, it just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. But we don't always recognize it right away with when envy is at play, I think. That's the difference. When you're trying on pants, you know mm-hmm. right away whether they fit or not. When yeah. you're doing something, you know, when you have different motivations for doing something, then I think it's not, we're not always aware of it right from the get-go. Yeah. I think, actually, you know, as thinking of examples, um, th- you know, in, in a, in a work-related context, I can think not in my current work relate situation, but when I was younger in my career, when there was, when you're, you're younger in your career, you observe your colleagues and yourself uh, progress in a more quick, faster manner. Like there's, when you're starting out, you know, as the the super junior person in the first five years, there might be a few promotion points along the way. And that's great. So you start seeing your peers as they're progressing at different rates so that was an experience that I had that I felt like dissatisfied with my situation, dissatisfied with, right. am I not very good? Uh, you know, like all these other things, what do I need to do differently? Do work harder, do more, play a different game at work, all in relation to the, that, that me observing 
others' progression and me not seeing it. And it, you know, caused, I think in one case, it probably caused me to leave a company to go to a different opportunity because, but the origin was just being the dissatisfaction of that, seeing my progress in relation to, to others. That's, I mean, so there's like a, you make a big life decision based on discontent from that comparison. Totally. Mine is a more personal example, like as in, in my personal life, not that yours isn't a personal example, but in my personal life where I moved in with a guy, we were, we'd been dating for, let's say three years. And it just like, it felt like that was the thing to do. Like it just felt like, well, we've been together this long. Of course we should move in together. And uh, because that's what society says. And Mm -hmm. then when I tried that one on for size, I hated every minute of it. Um, it really just was not, and maybe it was just that person who knows, but it really was not for me. And I truly made that decision, not with an awareness of a deep awareness of what would make me happy. It was just, oh, well, this is what, this is what happens next in all relationships. And therefore Mm -hmm. we will do this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, I can just imagine, uh, scenarios where people are around friends and they're having kids and their friends are having kids right. and they have kids because they're keeping up now but you know, actually let's pause for a second i think we let's uh step back and maybe define some of our terms here i, I think we, oh, we jumped thinking. in before good defining terms. but i'm gonna ask you to we get excited kinda, right or at least yeah. maybe i get excited <laughs> <laughs> we both do maybe it's me yeah 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 so um let me ask you how would you so the expression keeping up the Joneses, what is that referring to? Well, in my mind, it's when you are, the Joneses are these mythical people and you're always comparing yourself to them. Sometimes it's people you know in your direct life. Um, like I said, like a brother, or a sister, a cousin, a friend, whatever, where you're in, you find yourself in constant comparison where I think it's now even more dangerous from a from a keep yourself happy perspective, dangerous perspective. It's more when you're following someone online and you see mm. only their happiest moments and only their most perfect pictures. And we imagine the life that those folks have. And we do it again in comparison to what feels like lack than on mm-hmm. in our lives right so to me it's not even it's not really about who they are it's that sense of lack that it creates in ourselves of mm-hmm. you know i wish i don't have a that i wish i was that i wish mm-hmm. i was taller i wish i was shorter i wish i had curly hair i wish i had straight hair like all of those statements that sort of mm-hmm. take us out of who we actually are ourselves i think mm-hmm. um is what it means to me how do you define it yeah, I think of it as the um, it's the like the status comparison with people that you think are your air quote here equals in status. I, right, right. Um, yeah, it's the it's that critique, that self critique of where I am in my you know status markers. The meaning, the material things I have, how something I am, like whether it's my house, my lawn, the car, mm-hmm. and how does that compare with people that I, I think are are otherwise my peers in status or who I want to be peers with? Do I want to be like, because mm, that's an a, interesting twist on it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if your neighbor has like 
the giant mansion and is, you know, three lots larger than your house. And, you know, at a certain extent, you're not going to be like, well, I don't have the Lamborghini. He or she does. You're not going to feel bad about it. But it's right, the ones that are right, within right, your, right. yeah, your um, kind of where you see yourself comparing against. And I think there's an element that like there's a really strong element of where you think you are being evaluated by others. Like, do you think other people will look at you and say, oh, geez, your car in your driveway is terrible compared to what it should be? And that, then be that definition really resonates with me. That definition really resonates with me. That notion of somehow we're going to be judged and found wanting, yeah. I think, plays a role in this Jones's mythology as well, for sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 And again, I think I've experienced that. Like, as as a woman, if you don't want to get married, if you don't want to have kids, that flips society right out. I mean, like, there is, it is, I would have been burned at the stake if it were the 1600s. I mean, there's just no, you know, there's, there's, there's still, we still hold so much stigma around that. Um, for women in particular, I think. And so, yeah, I can, I can really relate to that. Yeah, I was... I was the question I was wondering is like where then are examples actually where we don't do that we have we're somehow uh, either it didn't bother us and make in whatever the situation was or maybe it bothered us but then we got through it and moved on so you were saying in your case that was that just something that's just who you are in your life that you're leading and it, did it ever bother you uh, it did when I was younger. So I think age brings a really great perspective on all this uh, stuff. Every year I get older, I, I care less about the Joneses yeah. bit and comparison, comparing myself. But in my 20s and, and uh, certainly 30s as well, I would say this, this played a huge role in my mind of thinking I was too much of this or not enough of that. And it was always, it was often not always in direct comparison to, to other people. And certainly I contemplated, um, you know, like I felt the drive, the need to get married in those days and at times contemplated having a kid. I mean, I am just not, I'm a great goddess mother to my goddess daughters. I am not someone who should really like, that's just parenting, not my jam. So mm. I'm glad that, I don't know. I'm trying to think as we're talking about it, like, what did I do to overcome that? Because that's a that's a hard one. Like it's it's and and I think, you know, whether it's status at work or status mm -hmm. in your personal life or whatever, it's it's not easy to to overcome it. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just thinking of my um, for me, there's certain things actually that can well, I say will consume my thoughts on it and I would worry about greatly. And then there's other things I realize that I, that don't bother me at all. And so, th but so these are, so things like the type of car or like the, how right. great the out front of the house looks or uh, clothes. I mean, it's not that I terribly dress, but like I, my whole life I've never led the fashion scene and never really cared. Right, There's only right, 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 right. a few moments a few people would be like, oh, you should try to I would go out with a couple of years recently, obviously not this last year. I'd, I'd try to do a weekend with friends. And so we'd go out to a bar one night and, and constantly my friends are like, Rod, you're like, you can't wear a plaid shirt and like 
plaid shorts. <laughs> like, you can't go out with plaid on plaid. And I would be like, what? This Ron, is great. I have all the loves don't, in my heart for you. I look all great. of the loves. <laughs> but I could but see through them. They were like, they're like, a f- so they're experiencing what they're thinking. I'm experiencing with like the shame of not being dressed well, but I'm, I'm just right. like not. Right. Um, so there's certain things. And, but isn't uh, that funny? Like they're experiencing that almost thinking that like implanting themselves into you, but you don't care. And they're yeah. the ones who do. Humans were so fascinating. I know. Good gracious. But then there's other things that I tell you, the, uh, the mind games of being absorbed about thinking about something, you know, like spending my time churning over social interactions. I did this like as a yeah. young kid, like, or and I know every, this is not unique to me. Loads of people do it, but I think I kind of get the impression that I do it more than others. <laughs> and that's the, oh, in that conversation, the person said this, and I wondered if that's what they meant. Is that because <laughs> they're critiquing? Do they think that I'm not very smart? You know? Do they think that I'm not engaged? Do they think that I don't care? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, oh, yes. So that uh, that part for me is the, the part that I, I guess I'm trying to, it, you know, it's keeping up with the Joneses. And I know you're, you're going to say this at some point, but I'm going to get beat you to it. It's the it's a perfectionism conundrum. Yes. It's this. Yes. uh, It's all. It is. In the definition of how we think, but it's like this feeling that we're evaluating. We have to be perfect in some way. Um, And the it's the evaluation against the other. Yeah, I I told you. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No. Go. Go ahead. I get excited. You know what happens? I get excited. So I think I told you this on Friday, right? I saw my osteopath last week and he always gets me to do these exercises. And, and I was doing them like with great mental, you know, I was using my mind as, you know, trying to get my body to do it. And he was, and he said to me, Leslie, you have to stop the tyranny of perfection. Like just let your body move, stop the tyranny of perfection. And I was like, mind blown. Because I do think that it is that thread, if we pull it, that helps us understand how often we're comparing ourselves to others and how unhappy it makes us. Like that's the, and you know what, actually I want to talk about it. I do want to talk about it two ways because sometimes I think like it's okay to watch somebody who is better at something than you. Like for my example of this is, you know, I play the cello as you know, and I'll watch videos of cellists playing a piece that I'm playing because I want to learn about the phrasing and I want to get the phrasing right. When I'm in a dark space, I watch them and I think, why can't that be me? Why can't I have that bow hand? Why can't I make that sound? Da, 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 da. And then, but when I'm in the light space, I think, wow, okay, how do I learn to do that? How do I make that happen for myself? So I think there's even, like, I think there is a light side and a dark side to this. But mm-hmm. we tend to get pulled into the dark side, I think, a little bit more mm-hmm. as people than, than the light side. That, mm-hmm. that good old negativity bias that, that jumps up and uh, takes over our minds a little bit. Yeah. It, it is. It's, it's back to that uh, threat evaluation, fight or flight response. Mm. We're... Our our scan, our subconscious scan of the situation has a powerful, more powerful sensor for potential threats than it has a powerful sensor for potential benefits. And in fact, I think the this is where the reframing comes in to help switch it to the benefit. So it's like I I feel I have a similar story with music. I 
a couple of years ago was doing a guitar class and it was like a band playing and this new guitar player came in and he was so amazing that I spent weeks like hating it because <laughs> I felt like I sucked. Yes. Like my turn to solo. Oh my gosh. It sounded terrible compared to this awesome guy. And it took Aww. so long. But so the, I mean, that's the same scenario. And then the, the reframe is like, well, maybe I could learn something from him and ask the right. question or two. And of course he was super friendly and open and, and even if he wasn't, it wouldn't have mattered or it shouldn't have Well, mattered. and maybe they have more time to practice. Maybe that's the, you know, the one big thing in their lives that they do, right? Like, that's the yeah. other thing with the Joneses with whom we are comparing ourselves. We have no idea what their real lives are like. We have no idea how much time they've spent actually on that thing um, yeah. to become that expert, right? And it's, so here we are beating ourselves up, but you back to your idea of it's someone with whom we're sort of at a peer level mm-hmm. sounds like that guy had like eons and eons of practice mm-hmm. under his belt mm-hmm. which is really the jam when it comes to music i mean practice is the only thing unless you're mozart which i don't know right. that we've had a mozart since mozart so but no. you know for for most of us it's practice 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 yeah yeah. And maybe we can relate that notion of practice back to this, because I do want to think about, like, how do we break out of this habit? How do we, or at least become conscious of who our Joneses are and be a little bit more um, able to say consciously, like, do I really want to compare myself to that person? Am I really, is that really a place where I want to make change in my life? Back to the idea of like pants that fit or an idea that fits or whatever. Um is that something that's really going to work for me and make me happy? You know, yeah. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on like breaking this, breaking this bad? Sorry. I don't yeah. know why I loved that TV show, but. <laughs> when you said that. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I am not comparing myself to Walter White, but yes, continue. Yeah. No, it's funny you said that. I saw that the actor is on a new TV show. I can't remember his name, the main guy. And then I was trying to remember the name of the show which you've just now reminded me is Breaking Bad. And I was like having one of these moments like, why can't I remember? (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for that. Um, uh, Just before this morning, I was thinking. So the um, back to on perfection, though, I think that one of the things that is is really one is is trying to uh, dissuade ourselves or move ourselves off this, the need for perfectionism, like as as a goal Mm -hmm. of being like, our the goals or the expectations that we set for ourselves and then also remember importantly in our definitions not just what we think for ourselves it's what we think others are expecting for ourselves right right is to shift off of it needing to be better it needing to be at a certain level um mm-hmm. and that's easy to say and super hard to do but uh I th- I think it is possible. It's like this this notion of it's it's n- it's never c- and the other thing is that even if you attain it it's never going to be like you're going to feel wow my life is complete I've obtained this thing right. that I was right. searching for. Right. Right. And it's taking that edge off of it's never like things are good but they're never super super great and things are bad but they're never super super bad and being just bring it back into more of I guess it's taking the peaks off of the uh, the what you think attaining that goal is going to give you, and does it even matter? Mm. Trying to shift away from that. 
I really like that idea. I really like it. So make sure we're clear on, like if, if we've now set some imaginary goal for ourselves to be like X, Y, or Z, make sure that that really, like the, the apex of that is really going to give you what, you what you're imagining it is, right? Yeah. Like think about times where maybe you've had it or been close to having it in the past. Were you happy? Did yeah. it work? You know, yeah. or did it just leave you with an even bigger sense of lack and like I'm missing something. I'm not this enough and not that enough and too much yeah. of this and too much of that, you know? Yeah. It's um from Sorry, I was just gonna add go. it's it's moving into the the moment of taking out of the thought, like spending time in your brain about thinking about the future or the past of or the yeah. I sh this it'll I need to achieve this to achieve uh, what I deserve or maybe it's fairness. I'm, I'm as talented yep. as anybody else around me. Right. Um, the other person got promoted. It's not fair. Like I need to, uh, my comparison to that other person is driving this dissatisfaction because, you know, you know, whatever, I think I'm there too, or I should, I deserve it. Um, and, and then just whenever you're caught up in this, feeling upset because you're thinking about some other situation that's the signal to say like recognize it and bring yourself back to a moment of of uh looking for the what the positives that you have in the moment to, to take advantage mm -hmm. of those mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i think that's uh i think that's really critical um in this mix like i think we i think taking the edge off some of it is a really is a really great idea and just being aware of what is it really going to give me what it, what will i really gain if i get that thing um and then my other one like the other way i think of this is just shine you know i'm big on just shining a light on something become aware when you're comparing yourself um to other people to other things like whatever it is but just become really aware of when you're doing it and what happens to you physically when you do it and, you know, does it create some anxiety? Does it make you sad? Like, just, just become aware of all the different things. And sometimes I find that alone starts to shift my thinking. Like, when I started thinking about, um, you know, after I broke up with this guy and we stopped living together and I started really thinking, like, what is it? Like, what, what does make me happy? Like, what, what was it about that that I really felt so compelled to do it? And did it make me happy? Does it make me happy? And just by asking myself those questions, stuff started to change, which I, I always mm. find that I just I love that experience in life where you start to sort of question your own status quo. And then all mm. of a sudden things shift around you. I, I love it when that happens. And this which, to me is a great example of where using that that self that love in a loving way, not in a mean way, because we can mm. all self question in a mean way, but in a in a loving, compassionate way. It's like, like, what was driving that? What made you think that you had to live with somebody that you had to, you know, potentially talk about getting married, all the things like what, what was it about that? And then now I am in my life now, which I, I love it. Love. Mm, nice. I was going to ask, so what some of the questions that uh, you think are useful to ask that might be useful in any situation to ask yourself? What is it about that that I want? Like, it would be my first one. Like, what is it about that thing? 
And then, and then like that sort of can start to allow you to realize, am I, am I wanting this because society says I should want it? Or am I wanting it because I really actually want it? Is mm-hmm. it because my parents have told me I want, I should have this and live this way because our familial structure plays such a role. So I think that's like, to me, the first question is, what is it about this thing that I think is so great that I want so desperately and badly that I'm making myself feel crappy about it? Mm. And then maybe a little bit of um, like, is it really making me happy? Have I had it in the past? Do I have a do I have an example where maybe I've achieved that, you know, perfect whatever or you know whatever it is in my mind? And and was I actually happy when that happened, mm-hmm. um, or did it just create more striving, more lack, more seeking of perfection? You know, mm-hmm. um, can you think of any? Are there any that you would add into the mix? Mm. I know I'm just like throwing um, it at you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So I'm, I was absorbed in thinking what a great question uh, that was that you said. <laughs> what is it about this that uh, I want? I, th- I think the, uh, yeah, that I think that, I don't know if I have another question to, to add to it. I th- just the, the only thought that I had was this is where the, you know, the moment to, to have gratitude for what we yeah. have and just what we have around is um, is powerful to do just full stop. Like actually it's one of those yes. uh, things I think humanity knew for the whole time humanity was around and then finally scientists are actually proving it as well. But regular moments of gratitude for, for the, anything, that situation that we have, friendships that we have, uh, even if it's it's a nice weather to enjoy the day mm-hmm. and appreciate things where you but are the, and you're playing music and journey you know yeah. like all the practice that you have put in and where you are yeah, yeah 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 because the in the the whole mindset of getting tied up and keeping up with the joneses is is based on this dissatisfaction of a current state right. like dissatisfaction right. and so that is often too because we're not reminding ourselves of the things that we um, are happy with and, and have uh, gratitude for. So the it's not necessarily a question, but it's a practice to counter. If you're feeling like you're in that dissatisfied mode, is to take stock of the the good things that are there and um, and just to balance that that kind of what's going on in your mind. And I think it's true. Like, I don't know if this is true for you, but when I first started my gratitude practice, I felt like a phony baloney. Like I felt like I was saying it, but I wasn't really meaning it. But I just kept at it. I just kept saying it and saying it until something inside me shifted. So if anyone is just starting out a gratitude practice, don't mm-hmm. expect that <laughs> right, like right out of the gate, all of a sudden you're going to have a moment where the universe is open and complete uh because that's that certainly was not my experience it really took some time practicing gratitude and then finally um the switch flipped or the flip switched Mm -hmm. i know i always get those backwards but whatever something happened and and now i really feel it now i really feel it but that took some time for me but i love like i feel like gratitude is an awesome like it's like a ninja kind of defense against so much of the darkness that that we sometimes talk about because we're talking about change and we're talking about how to make ourselves happy and and that can sometimes you know it's because we're in a bit of dark that we seek the light but i feel like gratitude is is one of those it's it's fantastic i mean it it 
it's it cures mm-hmm. so much it helps so much it heals so much you know mm-hmm. okay now i'm curious what were you going to gonna ask, say because i think i yeah, cut you off go no go. the gratitude so um it's interesting you said like when you got into it it took a while to kind of click so i i don't i think i i started a few times trying to do the gratitude journal like daily write things grateful for which then it had to be like after you go i'm grateful for my family i'm grateful for Right, right. So then you're like, you have to switch it up. So then it'd be like, I'm grateful for the bird that just flew by the window. You know, so it, it becomes a little bit totally. like I'm trying to f- like look for things. I don't think I stuck with it enough to get past that, what you were just talking about. So what do you like? It's not that you have to do it in a, in a journal in a daily way. It could be just a kind of a mental exercise you do. Like, how do you do your gratitude practice? So mine is, I either do it, so I do yoga in the morning. That's part of my sanity ritual for myself, especially during COVID that I wanted to make sure I stuck with my yoga practice in the morning. And so I'll often do it um, when I'm on my mat because it just feels like a, I'm already connecting. I'm already breathing. Like I'm, you know, I'm doing so many of the Mm -hmm. things that make gratitude, make space for gratitude to happen. And then my second time, and it's, it might sound weird is in the shower where I think mm. all creative genius ideas are born. <laughs> we only <laughs> like non-erasable, but erasable whiteboards in our showers. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll often do it in the shower because I'll find myself, I can find myself sometimes, especially you shower for me, like in a work week, you shower to get ready for work. And yeah. that's when my head can already be spinning and the, oh my God, I got to do this and I got to do with that. And I have 10 emails here and I, have, you know, you start, I get caught up in the, already in the busyness of the day, even though I'm yeah. not in it yet. And yeah. I find when I do my gratitude practice there, it again sort of helps ground me and remind me that I have tons of things to be happy about, grateful for. But it, it really did take me some time. I have no idea how long, but it really mm-hmm. did take me some time. I really felt like a phony baloney at the beginning. Like yeah. just like I was totally faking it till I made it. Mm. And I think it's important that we talk about those things because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, <laughs> like, it, the, like I think we all expect this is, again, we're keeping up yeah. with the Joneses. You hear people talking about gratitude oh my and gosh, it transforming yeah. their life. And like, and then you think, well, but when I do it, I just feel kind of stupid. I just mm-hmm. feel kind of like I, you know, I kind of feel like I'm just making stuff up. Keep mm-hmm. going at it. Keep yeah. going at it. It, it. it changes over time. It really does. But it's yeah. funny that gratitude, I think, has become the thing now. It's one of the cool ki- things that all the cool kids are talking about. I don't know why I'm talking about it then, but you yeah. know what I mean. Everybody's talking yeah. about gratitude. This is a time where, like, don't don't be hard on yourself. If, you, if someone around you talks about their gratitude journal, their gratitude yeah. practice... Don't don't compare yourself to them. Your gratitude practice is going to be your own. It's going to show up in a way that's right for you. And um, it's yeah. just got to feel natural to you. Maybe you're a writer down or a person. I never have been. Uh, so for me, it's kind of in the in the mind and in the body. Because um, yeah. I do feel a body experience when I'm when I'm practicing gratitude. I feel calmer. My breathing slows down. Um, but again, it's it's taken a long time for me to get there. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And I wouldn't even okay. say that I'm perfect at it now. Haha! Ha, take that perfectionism. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're never per- we're never there. We're just practicing. And it, so let me we're let me say a thing before we wrap up. And which you Kay. I love what how you were talking about like. Of all this advice and all the stuff we're talking about, take everything as a, with the grain of salt of like, 
these are just things we're trying to work on. And because yeah. there's so many, there's so many uh, self-help or like life practice, whether it's podcasts, articles, or whatever. And I've heard actually, there people are rightfully making the observation is that they cause a lot of issues because they're, the way that they're presented is like, here's these five tips to have an amazing life. All you got to do is these five things. And then <laughs> here, I've done these five things and you've got this and I have this amazing life. You could have it too if you did it. And yeah. of course, of course, it's not real. And like people do it and then it just builds on well, the and that person's probably had some luck and, uh, you know, like they've had all or, these other things in the mix. Right. And yeah. you never see that. You never see that. Right. Exactly. So the the uh, so like what I've we should do with social media and fa the Facebooks and the other stuff is don't be in, don't uh, be aware of how that feeds into this false yeah. narrative of like per people's perfect lives. Avoid it as well as, yes. of course, listen to our podcast, but avoid getting to like to everybody's message around how you can all be perfect about happiness in life and <laughs> that's the irony well, of the message know, that we're right? saying is like just listen to us well because i think that we're like i i i hope at least that we're honest about our experiences and how shitty it can be sometimes and how hard it can be sometimes like yeah. i in no way like our like I'm, i am 100 percent. we talk about what we're working on i think is the difference we talk yeah. about like you're hearing us talk about things as we work them out for ourselves as well and yeah. so um like that that we hope is helpful for folks who are going through change themselves because it is hard. Anyone who says it's not hard is like a big stinky liar or the luckiest person on the planet yeah. that they've had all doors open for them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, yeah, yeah. But I, I do hope, I hope that the way we talk about this stuff is helpful for all of you. And um, certainly we love talking to each other about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like without a doubt, I love talking to you about this stuff, Rod. So yeah. thank you for another fun week. I'm going to start paying attention where I do this and I'm not conscious of it. There are ways I know I'm conscious, but I'm going to, I'm going to get, assign yeah. myself some homework and be, be conscious of my Joneses yeah. this week. See what happens. It's a good idea. Well, thanks again, Leslie. Thanks, Rod. Bye, Bye. everyone. <laughs>